Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Greetings and a hearty welcome, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We are grateful to our listeners who tune in live and on demand. We have a wonderful show today. Yes, please, to more peace and ease with Dr. Valerie Renee Shepard. What does it take to be at peace in a world that seems to be spinning out of control with catastrophic events, natural disasters, and violence? What does it take to be at peace and ease with yourself, whether overcoming childhood wounds or facing life's challenges? How can we say yes to more peace and ease? Buddha quotes, peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. And do not look for a sanctuary in anyone except yourself. Dr. Valerie says, stress and anxiety extends beyond unexpected emergency situations. It seems like it is more prevalent in our world today. Therefore, how do we get to the place of peace and ease? Joining us today from France, Dr. Valerie Renee Shepard will show us how to cultivate peace and live in ease. Brain hemorrhage survivor, self-mastery expert on leadership, fulfillment, and happiness, CEO of the Hartley Center, Dr. Valerie helps people live with more courage, confidence, inner peace, and happiness using the wisdom in her multi-award-winning number one international bestseller, Living Happy to Be Me. Dancing Your Soul Lifestyle. If you have pressing questions, we are taking live calls from listeners. So call now. USA Callers dial 1-888-346-9141. International Callers dial 001-480-553-5754. So now I am so happy to welcome our amazing guest, Dr. Valerie Renee Shepard, joining us today from France. And a hearty welcome to those listeners who are tuning in from France on our show today. Yes, please, to more peace and ease. Dr. Valerie, welcome to Love Life. Thank you so much, Dr. Jean. I'm ec ecstatic to be here. It's wonderful to join your show. And I, of course, you know, I love this topic. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You are an expert and you've been on previous shows on how to be happy and whole no matter what. And we really need to learn how to be happy and at peace and ease. So, Dr. Valerie, tell us, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired your work in this area. 
Thank you so much. Hello, listeners. I am grateful to be here. And I think the the story about what inspired me to do what I'm doing now is, is not really that different from a lot of people who are doing this work, which is I was going through my life and having a good time and being very successful. And I hit a point where it just wasn't as fulfilling as I wanted it to be. It was sort of like empty. Um, I wasn't depressed or sad or anything. I just noticed I've been doing all the things to make me successful and happy. And I only had one piece of the equation at the end. I had the success as I judged it. I just didn't feel happy and I didn't feel fulfilled. And so I went down a path to understand why my life was my life. That was really one of my big questions. Why is my life my life? And is this stuff that I'm doing and is the woman that I'm being really the best and the pinnacle? And is it really going to serve me to have the kinds of things that I want? And so that was the beginning. And then uh, all the things I did after that to answer those questions um, is how I created my body of work and wrote my book and my curriculum and the things that I teach today. Well, Dr. Valerie, that's absolutely fantastic. And as you were uh, sharing that, uh, it's like we had a similar experience, you know, after achieving milestones and meeting what is uh, supposed to be societal uh, expectations of success and happiness, I too found myself yearning for something else <laughs> and yes. asking myself a series of existential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And it's amazing how we find that emptiness that lead us to where we are. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Valerie, you are a spiritual alchemist. And you've mm -hmm. successfully synthesized tools, thoughts, spiritual practices. Is tell us about what does that mean? And uh, is being a spiritual alchemist for a chosen few, or can we all be spiritual alchemists? Really dynamic, juicy question. <laughs> Love that angle, Doctor Jean. So yeah, someone started. I believe at its simplest, alchemy is about transformation and discovery. And historically, through the years, hundreds, alchemists kind of are thought of as mystical, magical masters of change. And what I do is help people transform their base experience. So from past traumas, aspects of their lives that are not fulfilling them, just like you and I have gone through, the things that's not really what they want into golden opportunities. So alchemists were famous for looking for ways to turn base metals like lead into gold. And so that's what I do, help people transform their base experiences into golden opportunities in their lives. And uh, I do that by helping them look below the surface find the wisdom and the beauty that's in the muck and the yuck and rise to the occasion and get superiority over the things that aren't serving us and transform them to make them things that do. Wonderful. 
And Dr. Valerie, you are a testimony to that. And it's amazing how we go through these experiences. We uh, move through life, uh, learn, and then use those experiences to teach others. So we are truly grateful for you sharing that and for the work that you do. I love for you to talk about the term. You, you, you use the term inner transformation. It's quite an esoteric term. Can you put it in practical terms for our listeners, how this leads to inner liberation and how we, you know, our own way of being in the world that blocks us from peace and ease in our daily lives? Inner transformation is sort of what life is all about. Um, You know, you you started us off with one of uh, one of the beautiful quotes from the Buddha, and I have in my email signature one of my favorite quotes uh, from a Stoic uh, Roman dramatist named Seneca, and the quote is, "As long as you live, keep learning how to live." Hmm. For me, it really sums up the idea that number one, we're never done. We're like I really was big on getting someplace and then calling myself done and then thinking, okay, that the really good juju in my life happens from now till the end. <laughs> and yes. not exactly that way. Everything that we learn, we evolve and we go through different periodic things in our lives and different chapters and changes. And so this whole idea of inner transformation is built on that idea, as long as you live, keep learning how to live, and also getting straight on where life is really generated from. It's not all these things outside, the shiny objects, the distractions, the cool friends, the neat experiences, the traveling adventures, the great chocolate, yummy sushi. Like, it's not It's not that stuff. Um I thought it was. Those things contribute to the transformation, to the discovery, uh, to the experiential aspects of our lives, but that's not really the deal. Inner transformation is about what I do called self-mastery. So it's about mastering you in your life so that you can exquisitely manage everything your life brings your way. And that includes a pillar called self-awareness. And it's through this ability to notice what's going on with you, notice how well you're showing up or how poorly. For me, it was a lot of what I was noticing was what wasn't serving me from my limiting beliefs about the world, my limiting beliefs about myself, um, uh, some of the choices I was making, the ideas I had, about what I needed to do to be successful or even acceptable, um, let alone to be lovable. So all of those things are built within us and it's within us. We have to go to make the transformation that leads us to the path to real true and lasting happiness. So true. That is so true. And as we talk about peace and ease, and I love for you to uh, and, I, and we're going to go back to the self-mastery mastery aspects of your teaching. Uh, but we have um, 
and talk about how we actually sabotage ourselves. Uh, we, how we're being with ourselves, how we make ourselves miserable, uh, being in uh, negative and low vibration, blame, shame, anger, hatred, <laughs> focusing outward and being reactive. Indeed, reactive. Blame, shame, guilt, and punishment, some of the lowest vibrations on the planet. And um, the, the idea here is that these are created by things that happen in our lives that we don't know how to stomach. At a very young age, uh, we take on beliefs about ourselves that maybe aren't ours, maybe someone else gives them to us. Uh, we hear we shouldn't do certain things because we might get injured or hurt. And then we may build an idea about ourselves as a fragile person and, and then shy away from certain things that might test that belief. There's so many ways that our conditioned patterns are created within us, around us, for us. And um, they're not always ours, but that's how they happen. And then the whole idea is, We've got to notice ourselves. Like we have to ask ourselves questions. In, in my book, the number one step, my four-step process is wake up to the truth of who you are. Mm. So waking up entails that we really come into a direct experience of ourselves being ourselves. Like what? What does it mean to be me? I always ask my students and clients, who are you being when you think you're being you? Hmm. Who are you being when you think you're being you? Hmm. Interesting. And, yeah. But, and it's interesting because a lot of times, if we're really asleep, we're convinced that at, this is me. I'm doing, I, I love this. This is the way I, this is the way I react. This is the way I respond. I had really great stories about where I got stuff from, but they weren't really real. And I got a chance to separate myself from them. Say, oh, that's just a thought that became a belief and I don't have to practice it anymore. And then that's where the transformation gets a little crack in the armor of the ego's identity. And then we can transform to something that serves us better. Mm, I love that question. And, you know, touching on that significant point, one of the first pillars in your work, self-awareness, how we are responding by not being aware. And people talk about, oh, I'm just doing me. But here you brought up the question for us to really revisit who am I truly being in the moment? And uh, let's talk for a minute. Uh, and I know you, uh, your work is uh, at the Hartley Center, teaching people how to respond from the heart. But let's talk for a minute about how the wounds drive us. <laughs> uh, uh, we um, react and respond from wounds that disrupt peace and ease. So, and we're responding to ourselves and relating to ourselves in every moment. Can you highlight a little bit about that before we go on break? Or um, it is true that um, this whole idea of the 
how are my wounds running me? So mm-hmm. for example, uh, this mm-hmm. is a example I use a lot for my corporate world. Um, people would say in my personal evaluations, they would not say it to my face because they were afraid of what would happen if they did. But I would hear in my evaluations, she, she seems angry all the time. She feels angry. I'm afraid to ask her questions. And um, I don't think she accepts my mistakes and things like that. And and then I would say very angry tone, I'm not angry. And um, really not understanding that there was some level of anger inside of me and it was coming out and I wasn't even aware of it. And so this idea of how can our wounds, so something had gotten under the surface and created an anger response in me. And the anger response was usually in situations where I thought people were questioning me or where they doubted me, where they made me prove my worthiness. And so there was a wound around that and it got anchored and then it just kept showing up. I just kept breathing into it until I got a chance to understand how it wasn't serving me. And so that's just one example. There are lots and lots and lots that I've been able to unravel and and heal and um, reprogram, re like it's called growing yourself back up basically is to help your inner child to see that some of the ways he or she's being or they are being is not serving you. Oh, perfect. Thanks so much for sharing that personal, uh, that example of your personal experience, bringing it to light so that perhaps our listeners can really become more aware and attentive to how they are talking to themselves as well as relating to others. But right now, Dr. Valerie, it's time for us to take a brief commercial break. We will return shortly with more on Yes, Please to more peace and ease with our outstanding guest, Dr. Valerie Renee Shepard, joining us today from France. She's the CEO of the Heartless Center, self-mastery expert, multi-award-winning, number one international best-selling author of Living Happy to Be Me, Dancing Your Soul Lifestyle. And we are taking live calls from listeners. Call now, one 888 for USA callers, international callers, Dial 001-480-553-5754. Take advantage of this opportunity. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. 
or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. Peace and ease is a gift of love and caring for yourself. It takes awareness and practice. And our outstanding guest today, Dr. Valerie Renee Shepherd, is joining us from France on a meaningful episode. Yes, please, to more peace and ease. She's the CEO of the Hartley Center, self-mastery expert, author of Living Happy to Be Me, Dancing Your Soul Light. And Dr. Valerie, thank you so much for uh, sharing about how our wounds drive us, uh, uh, introducing us to the concept of self-mastery and spiritual alchemy, and giving us personal examples of, you know, even how you saw your own blocks due to, you know, lack of being aware. And this caused you to really look at yourself deeper, to look at how you were responding and taking you back to perhaps some areas in your life where those wounds still existed. So, Dr. Valerie, uh, let's talk about facing ourselves. That's difficult when we talk about really... uh, looking at ourselves, being attentive to ourselves, because most people don't want to face themselves. We get distracted with all kinds of things. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sometimes we can't see ourselves by ourselves, and it can be uncomfortable. Yeah, I think this is a, a really important area in the in the idea of self-mastery. So I think part of the reason... Is that people have trouble with self-mastery is we get very caught up in creating personality and identity. And personality and identity are the ways we sort of go through life and allow people to see the pieces of us we want them to see. Um, we create aspects of ourselves. We are outgoing and we are um, by our titles and our um, ideas of what is expected at any given moment. And we create these little aspects of ourselves that we can step into 
and then step out of. And a lot of people tell me, well, I've got a, I've got a me for the office and a me for the <laughs> stock team and a me for the, and I keep saying that's not really serving you. You're, mm. you're disintegrating. So you're one being and you're going into all these environments and some of them you can't change. And the best thing for you would be to be whole and complete and take the fullness of you into whatever situation you're in. And so I think that people are have difficulty looking at themselves because they've taken on the ideas, some of them planted by other people, or maybe most of them, or maybe even all of them planted by others in our lives, but they're not good enough. They're not worthy. Um, sometimes these messages come through social consciousness. So the social consciousness inside of a a religion or a spiritual belief or set of practices can come from family members. It can come from uh, people who raised you who maybe weren't your family, but they were where you got a lot of teachings about what life is and who you are in life relative to others and relative to the way the world works. And we take these on and we practice, you know, a belief is just a thought practiced over and over and over and over again. And so we practice these things until they become us. And we can't even remember when we first started thinking about it, what were the circumstantial dynamics that came into our life to bring this idea? And we can't find any place of separation. So we can't really see ourselves. We can see the personality and identity. And we can clamp down really hard on it um, because that's who we think we are. I think it's difficult for people to take a deep, hard look at themselves. I believe it's because we're afraid that we're going to find stuff that we don't want to confront. You know, it wasn't easy for me to, to have to look at, you know, I, I'm not a very good leader when it comes to this aspect of my personality. I burn my teams out. I make them feel something in the way I do things doesn't go, doesn't sit well with them, doesn't inspire them, doesn't motivate them. I mean, that was a really, that was a tough period in my career. And it wasn't, it wasn't a short period. It was mm -hmm. several years of working. I had, um, psycho-spiritual counseling. I would talk to my girlfriend like, oh my God, it's happened again. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't think anyone else knew I was going through all this behind the scenes, but I was. Mm -hmm. And I would say the answer to your question is it's not easy sometimes seeing the, the person that we are that we're not proud of, the person that we are that isn't serving us to get the things that we want. It's a lot easier to blame it on somebody else, to look outside of us for what's going wrong and what could be fixed. But the bottom line is always going to, like the least common denominator in all of your experiences, here's how you get to decide where you need to look. In all of your experiences, what is the one constant that is in every single one of them? You. Yes. yes. And at some point, you've got to be willing to say, okay, I've got to take a look at me. Now, the beauty in asking that question and going through that, oppor that opportunity is if, it's the pro if the problem is me, 
well, then I can fix that. Like, that's something I can work on. If the problem's outside of me, it's the way somebody else is acting and what they're doing or not doing. I don't necessarily have control over that. The one thing I absolutely can manage is myself. Mm, Beautiful. Hence the inner work required. And Dr. Valerie, you talk about illusions and superficial approaches. And as you were talking, I think about how we construct the personality image of ourselves. And we can lose ourselves to fit into that image, uh, you know, for whatever reason, expectations of society. This is how I supposed to be or interact because I'm the boss, I'm the supervisor, and I have to look like I'm in control of everything. And wow, that's a, that's quite weighty. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can be, it doesn't have to be. It depends on where we think our reward is coming from. You know, when I okay. feel like the reward is mine to give me, that's what self-mastery is all about. It's like, I get to say when I've done a good job, even if other people don't agree. So that doesn't mean I just, my, my you know, a supervisor says, I think you can do better. And I think I've already done a great job. That doesn't mean I just thumb my nose at him or her or them and just, you know, back off and, and say, well, too bad. I'm done. I, I decided I'm done. No, there's an opportunity for me to still feel good about what I've done as I look at what is the upside potential. And maybe as I work with my supervisor to get some insight into what more they think is possible and where I might get help to deliver that. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's about being willing to look at what you are and give yourself the benefit of the doubt or or look at yourself and say, yeah, I probably do need to do a little bit more on this part and that part and I could do this better. Yes. Take an honest look without being threatened. <laughs> well, an honest look without being threatened mm-hmm. and also without beating yourself up. Mm, so the yes. pillar of my self-mastery three pillars. Yes, take us through those. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. The second pillar is self-love. It's, it's, sorry, self-acceptance. The last pillar is self-love. So it's self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. So self-acceptance is the pillar where we get to tell ourselves everything is very, very right. Even while we're making lots of mistakes, even while we're doing things that don't make us happy, Even when we know what we should be doing, this is me sometimes, I know what I quote unquote should be doing to deepen my spiritual practice, but I'd really rather take a nap. I'd really, I mean, and I I do a lot of napping these days and um, uh, ever since the uh, brain hemorrhage, it seems like I have a, a lot less stamina. I don't go all day doing anything. I need a lot more rest. And this, the, teaching myself to sink into self-acceptance around the limitations of this body and this brain, um, that hasn't been easy. And um, the acceptance that we can give ourselves no matter what is really key in the idea of uh, mastering yourself in your life so that you can exquisitely manage whatever your life brings your way. 
Yes, beautiful. And so the three pillars, self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. Mm-hmm. Now, talk about, in terms of self-acceptance, because that can be difficult, uh, and the whole aspect of self-forgiveness. Uh, can you really shed light on that in terms of how forgiveness is freedom and how it can be part of our healing process? Forgiveness is one of my most favorite things. I, I walk through the day forgiving myself for doing for nothing. I just forgive myself. Someone told me once, I love pelicans. And someone told me once, when you see pelicans flying, they are for um, self-forgiveness. So however many you see, for each one of those, you say, I forgive myself, I forgive myself, I forgive myself. <laughs> and so I've been doing that for like 15 years because I used to live near the beach in California. And I've just been doing that for so long. And it has become a really important part of what I teach and what I do. I, I cover it in my book as well, several different forgiveness and release practices. Um, forgiveness is, to me, the way that you bring peace back into your heart and the way that you liberate yourself from ideas of wrongdoing, ideas of not enoughness, ideas of unlovability, unworthiness, ineptitude. It's for you first and foremost, before you can even give it to someone else, you have to be adept at forgiving yourself for your own mistakes, your own failings, your own um, missteps. And the whole idea is that in the moment that you were doing whatever you were doing, I like to think that I, I was doing the best I could at that moment, the best I could with the information I had, the best I could with whatever vibration I was at, the best I could with my level of consciousness, the best I could with what vantage point I, through which I was viewing the situation. Like I, I would rather think positively, like I did the best I could, even though I could have done, I could still do better next time. And forgive myself for that. And then do what I need to do to prepare myself for the next time. Mm -hmm. So what more is possible is the question that goes along with forgiveness. It's like, okay, so that happened. I can take the sting out of it and allow myself some grace. And then I have to ask myself, okay, so if that's not our best, for going forward, what are we going to change? If that didn't work as well as we'd like it to, or in fact, it failed abysmally, and we've been made aware of that, what is it about us and the way we're doing whatever it is that mm -hmm. I'd like to change? I love that because we can get, uh, uh, you know, stuck on what didn't work and go down that rabbit hole very fast. Yes. And, and, you know, sh sharing the limiting, you know, the, the limiting beliefs that we have, not good enough, unworthiness, uh, things that block us from inner peace. And as you so eloquently stated, it's all an inside job. And uh, you're looking at what is it about me that I need to work on as opposed to looking 
outside of myself. But this brings me to a question. Here we're uh, looking at the stress and anxiety. Is that just normal parts of living as we look at peace and ease? What's what's the difference between stress and anxiety? What what is the impact and what can we do about it as it relates to self-care and self-love? Well, that's a big topic. Um, <laughs> Break it down as best. <laughs> basically, you know, stress is a demand that you place on your brain or your physical body by because of some event and you feel frustrated or nervous, that's what it can trigger. Anxiety is a little bit different. It's often caused by stress, especially stress that's been unmanaged for a long time. And anxiety creates the feelings of fear and worry and unease, um, dis-ease, as people would say. Uh, And then there are a whole bunch of physical symptoms that are part of experiencing yourself being in stress and anxiety. And to your question, it feels like they become more normalized, more mainstream. Everybody, it used to be everybody was always busy. And now people are a lot more saying, I'm stressed, I'm anxious. And it's become an epidemic of monumental proportions. And the problem with stress and anxiety that goes managed for unmanaged for long periods of time is that stuff will kill you. Yes. Yes. So true. <laughs> so true. Go ahead. Yes, people under stress experience mental and physical symptoms. Like you, you could just run down the list: irritability, anger, fatigue, muscle pain, digestive troubles, um, insomnia, and you could have all kinds of other things. And the problem with anxiety is, even when the stressor goes away, mm-hmm. anxiety can hang around. Okay. Well, Dr. Valerie, hold that thought because when we come back from break, I'd love for you to share your magic formula for everyday life that will help us, you know, achieve this peace and ease where you can give us practical examples. But I think we're up for another brief commercial break. So for our listeners, stay tuned for more with our outstanding guest, Dr. Valerie Renee Shepard, joining us today from France. CEO of the Hartley Center, self-mastery expert, multi-award-winning author of Living Happy to Be Me, Dancing Your Soul Lifestyle. So don't go away. We'll be right back. And again, if you have questions, feel free to call in. Stay tuned. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. 
I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Life, Living in the Spirit of Love. And we are with our outstanding guest today, Dr. Valerie Renee Shepard, joining us from France on a wonderful self-empowering episode. Yes, please, to more peace and ease. Dr. Valerie Renee Shepard is the CEO of the Hartley Center, self-mastery expert, multi-award-winning, international, best-selling author of Living Happy to Be Me, Dancing Your Soul Light. And in this segment, Dr. Valerie is going to start out sharing her formula for everyday life for us to, who are seeking peace and ease. And who doesn't want peace and ease in, in their everyday life? Dr. Valerie? That's a great question. Who doesn't want more peace and ease? Yes. Everyday life. It's a beautiful thing to be focused on that as an outcome, like to really center your life instead of on accomplishing things and credentials and impressing people and, and, and that kind of thing. Not, not so that you never look at that stuff, but also to be focused on, you know what, I want a life of ease and peace and grace. Um, so I, the formula that I teach is E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. And that stands for events plus reaction or response equals outcome. Events plus reaction slash response 
equals outcomes. So the way to think about this and to engage it with your life is an event is a situational or circumstantial dynamic, and they're happening constantly. An event is a car accident. An event is a promotion. An event is a, I forgot my lunch. An event is a, I have to file bankruptcy. An event is a, I got a really bad diagnosis. An event is a, my bank account was hacked. Events are happening a hundred million times a day. It's not the event. It's not the situation that causes the anxiety, the stress, the upset in your life. It's actually the R. It's how you react or respond. So reactions are usually knee-jerk. They're usually automatic. They're usually tipped from wounds. Something gets triggered in a wound that's been sitting inside us and not moving, and that triggers a response. So whenever people say, so-and-so made me angry, or such and such made me whatever. The made me is really telling the world and yourself that you don't have any control over yourself, that you are controlled by outside circumstances and outside influencing inside. And the way you really want to be is be able to respond, response-able, response-able, response-able. It also connects with the idea of personal responsibility, which is taking personal responsibility for you and all the things that are happening in your life. And so the reaction is usually something programmed from conditioning, something that just happens and that's what was going on with me my anger response was a reaction it wasn't a response and when i learned about the difference and could apply oh response what would that look like so when you think of a response you think of having the opportunity to get superiority over your emotions before they trigger you to do something that you'll regret or say something that you'll regret or be some way that you'll regret. So a response is a thoughtful um, decision-making process that serves you your highest and best in, in any given moment. And then you put those things together, either event with response or event with reaction, and that's the kind of outcome you're going to get. And I have seen in my life and in the lives of the people with whom I've worked as students or clients, that ERO as a response creates much more um, beautiful, livable, satisfying, fulfilling outcomes, Mm -hmm. even in difficult situations. So even in a situation where you've been hacked, you know, I've had a couple of really interesting, bizarre things going on with people phishing and um, hacking into banking and 
things like that. And being able to respond in a way that keeps me cool makes me feel like I feel like I have control, not over the situation, because I certainly didn't, but over myself and how I respond, how I um, integrate what's going on, how I make choices and like maintaining my blood pressure and getting to a solution without so much anxiousness and anger and frustration. And I do um, a lot less of getting frustrated with the poor customer service rep on the other end of the phone, you know, those kinds of, those kinds of things. Dr. Valerie, that is such an what a self-empowering formula. Easy to remember, E R E plus R equals O. So we invite you to listen back on demand and really tune into this formula. Get it down packed because you deserve peace and ease. And it really uh, requires us to take a look at ourselves because Dr. Valerie, many feel that life is running them and that they're, and they're not in charge. And you're putting it back into proper perspective. We can be in control. We can take responsibility. And what were your, I I love your, your response, responsible responsibility, right? Yes. (laughs) That's powerful. The the real, the spelling of responsibility is with an I, but if you make it two words, I'm responsible. So I'm able to respond You've got response able, and that's what we're trying. uh, That's what we're committed to in this equation when it when it's really working for us. Yes, and say that life is not really happening to us; it's happening for us. And so, you know, I'm managing a couple things in my life right now that are triggering a lot of fear. And what I'm doing from a response perspective is I'm I'm going deeper into the fear. So rather than trying to kick the fear away and um, call it something nasty and try to like mind over matter, willpower kind of stuff, I tell people, take a step closer to the fear, like Mm. befriend your fear, Mm. befriend, ask it what it's coming to teach you, find out how you get superiority over it. That means it's still there. Like courage is not the absence of fear. It's feeling the fear and taking action anyway. And so it's not about just kicking the fear out. It's come to teach you or uh, tell you something for your own good. And when you can integrate fear and manage it, then you really have um, this response able. So I'm asking for help with one of the things that I'm dealing with. I have a spiritual counselor. I sent her a note and said, um, some stuff is coming up. I'm feeling a lot of fear. I'm managing it right now. And um, I still think I'd like to have a session and talk to you about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I take my own <laughs> my own medicine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love that because facing the fear, uh, going deep with it because it constantly can resurface and uh, it's up to us to you know, really look at it. And I too have my own resources for connection and support. So for our listeners out there, you know, uh, these resources are out there. Connect. You don't have to do it alone. Dr. Valerie, how can listeners connect with you? 
Oh boy, I would love listeners to connect with me. Um, so I have a couple of ways. You can uh, come to my one of my um, Bliss Collective meetings that's on Facebook at the Bliss Collective. Um, you can come do a self mastery challenge. So as a as a part of learning yourself and growing yourself into a higher version of yourself. You can go to tinyurl.com forward slash self-mastery challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, you can okay. reach me uh, in on LinkedIn at Valerie R. Shepard. Okay. Well, Dr. Valerie, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this show today, uh, sharing your wisdom on how to achieve self-mastery, to live in a state of peace and calm. Thanks to you. Thanks uh, for being on the show today. And we invite listeners to listen back on demand and share our show with others. Connect with Dr. Valerie to learn more. Thank you, Dr. Valerie. Thank you, Dr. Jean. Many blessings, everyone. Okay. And much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. Start your day with encouraging and inspirational thoughts. I'm pleased to share my newly released book, Thoughts for Today, available on Amazon in print and Kindle ebook formats. Buddha quotes, meditate, live purely, be quiet, do your work with mastery. Like the moon, come out from behind the clouds, shine. Be in rest and at peace. Your strength lies in keeping calm. Peace comes from within. Guard your heart from worry and anxiety. Be gentle with yourself and know when to step, stand down. Face your feelings and let peace and grace soothe your soul. Accept, forgive, and release. Look for the beauty that surrounds you. Feel good now. This is Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host coming to you from Voice America and until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.